Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Empowering Artists Podcast. My name is Rebecca. Thank you so much for joining me for this podcast. If you're a new listener or if you're a returning listener, I would be so excited um, you know, to know that you are here hanging out with me and just taking time out of your day um, to spend it with me. And I'm super, super appreciative of that. And today, um, I wanted to talk about comparison. Um, this is something that I know every actor, artistic person, um, someone in the arts industry goes through at some point. Um, specifically this whole idea that you shouldn't compare your work or yourself to anyone else. And this kind of came about, um, by a, uh, a phrase that there is, um, it's out there called comparison is the thief of joy. What does that mean? Um, basically, I mean, I feel like everyone probably knows what that means, but in case you don't, um, when it means like, you know, comparison is the thief of, thief of joy, it means that you can be so happy about something where right? you can be so proud of an accomplishment, so excited about something that you did. And then if, um, you know, if all of a sudden you compare your accomplishment with someone else who might even be further along, then you're going to feel really bad about yourself, right? Like, and then you're not going to be happy. You're not going to be proud of what you've done. So that is why comparison is, you know, the thief of joy. And I mean, we don't want to rob ourselves of joy, right? Um, this is something that I was very aware of myself as a, as an actor, as an artist. And I was just kind of like, you know what? I'm not going to compare myself to others. I'm just not. Um, but even though I consciously was making a decision, subconsciously, I found it very, very challenging to actually stay with that. Mostly because, um, I think that deep down, like just me as a person, I'm very competitive. I'm very type A and, um, yeah, it's like kind of difficult for me to not compare myself to other people or up against something. And I think that's just due to like, you know, how I am as a person. And, um, even though I, you know, my parents were so, um, loving and so, you know, encouraging when I was, um, growing up, I kind of had put myself, like it wasn't my parents doing, it was my own doing. And I was like, I want to be the best at this. I want to get all A's. I want to make sure that I reach every single one of my goals. And it kind of manifests itself now as, you know, if I don't do one of those things, then I can't, um, you know, I feel like I failed somewhere along the line. And that's just kind of like where I hold myself um, as to like my standard. And it's not always healthy to have these goals for yourself. And then if you don't, you know, reach maybe all of them, you just feel completely down about what you've done and you feel like you haven't done anything. That is something that I personally experience and um, continue to experience that. It's like I'll give myself a bunch of um, like tasks to accomplish for the day and if I don't accomplish them, I'm like, oh, well, I, I failed. And I think that comes from me just wanting to be like that perfectionist in me and you know, I'm like, oh, like, let me give an example for this morning. So 
today, um, so I live in a, I live in a building and today they were shutting off the power starting at nine o'clock. Um, and I was like, okay, well, I want to make sure that I get stuff done before nine because, um, I am working from home for a good chunk of my work. And I was like, you know, I'm going to make sure I get some work done before they shut the power off. I'm going to work out before. And that way I have some time to, you know, go to a place where there's like internet that I can access. Um, and we did like, like I did that. And, you know, th those were my goals that I had set for myself. I woke up this morning. I set my alarm for seven. I didn't get out of bed until like, you know, 7.30, Um, I got my workout in, but not all of the workouts that was I was like technically supposed to do. And I didn't get a chance to get any work done before the power got shut off. Um, and that was like a big deal for me because I was like, you know, I had set three things to accomplish before, um, before I wasn't able to like not access, um, the internet before our power was shut off. And that was to get up early, which I didn't do. Um, well, I guess I kind of did. Um, and then do my workout for the day. And I did two out of three things I needed to do for my workout. And then I wanted to get some work done before the power got shut up at nine. I accomplished two thirds of one of those tasks. I don't know what that is percentage wise, but I was really hard on myself, right? And um, I've sort of become more aware and I've noticed that when I do things and I don't necessarily reach the, not the threshold, but I don't accomplish everything that I've wanted to, then I feel just sort of like, I say to myself, oh man, I like could have done this if I had just done that, or I should have gotten up earlier, I should have done this. Um, and you know, that translates into my career. I'll be working on a project or I'll be, you know, auditioning for a bunch of things and other people are working on projects and I'm like, I want to work on a project. Like, forget the fact that, you know, maybe this is the first time I've been able to audition in months because, you know, people aren't really able to, aren't really, you know, auditioning in person right now. Like, even if it's, you know, one accomplishment for myself, I will subconsciously think, oh, but this other person is doing this and I want to be doing this. And all of a sudden I'm like, well, that they're doing better than I am, right? And that's something that I've become a lot more aware of and something that I think that we as artists need to become more aware of as well. Just like consciously, you know, kind of knowing that it's happening. Because if we aren't consciously aware that's what's going on, then we're not going to realize, oh, I'm actually, you know... Um, robbing myself of feeling proud of this first audition or I'm robbing myself of being happy that I took this step forward and when we do it subconsciously that is where we get into a rut because when we do it consciously we can like you know say hold on stop the thought brain we're not going any farther let's bring it back whereas if you're doing it subconsciously it's a lot harder for you to say okay like we shouldn't have had that thought Let's rewire our brain to think about it. And I think that, you know, that's a big part of the artist's psyche. We're, I don't know if this is like across the board, 
but I feel like, you know, just so many external sources, when you tell someone, hey, I want to go be an artist as a career, almost, like, I would say, like, maybe 85 to 90% of the time, the first response is, oh, well, that's a really hard career to, um, to break into. Are you sure you want to do it? Or, um, you know, no one ever makes those, um, no one ever makes it in those careers unless you know someone. And, like, these are all a bunch of, like, limiting beliefs and stuff that I've talked about in other episodes, and I might do an updated version of that since it's been almost a year probably at this point. Um, but those are subconscious things that are said to us that just kind of, like, sit there. And then when it is time for, let's say, an audition, and you do your best audition, and then, you know, you hear the person um, who goes into the room behind you, and then you hear them sing, and then you're like, oh, man, like, that's that's an awesome, like, they sound amazing. Like, how am I ever going to compete with that? Like, you just robbed yourself of joy by saying, you know, instead of being proud of yourself for the audition you just did, you're saying, oh my gosh, that person is so much better than I am. But that's so subconscious, right? Because we're used to thinking, oh, like, there are so many people, so many talented people, like, what makes you think you're going to stand out, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And I think, you know, there's a lot to unpack there. But I really do think that we need to stop talking as like a collective about professional artists and people who want to pursue professional careers. We need to stop saying things like, oh, are you sure that's a great career choice? Like if someone went to you and said, you know, hey, I want to be um, an attorney. Like no one's going to say, oh, are you sure that's a great career choice? Like not many people make it. And, you know, when like the steps to becoming an attorney are just you know, there's a lot to do, but there's a stigma specifically around being a professional artist that I think makes us feel like we are just subconsciously being compared constantly. And, you know, um, it, there is some truth to it. Um, you know, I know when I'm shopping for maybe artwork that I want to give to my, um, to like my friends or family for, um, you know, birthdays or Christmas or holidays or whatever, I'll be looking at artwork and I'll be looking at things that I might want to get them and like I compare them. So it's not to say that comparison is a bad thing because it happens and sometimes it can be a good thing, but you can't let that comparison steal away your joy. And to even elaborate on this more, um, I'm trying to think. Oh, Yes. Okay. This is a great example. So the new um, updated West Side Story movie came out and I personally haven't seen it yet, um, but they're pretty much, they've got, you know, the mu- the music and um, they've got the same characters. They've added new characters from what I understand. Um, West Side Story is an incredibly iconic musical, like an incredibly iconic movie musical to be exact. And when I think West Side Story, I think Natalie Wood. Um, and I think West Side Story, I think Rita Moreno. And with this new film, the first thing that I remember hearing was when like they cast the new film and they were doing a new film was, oh, someone else is going to be playing the role of Maria that's not Natalie Wood or someone else is going to be playing the role of Anita that's not Rita Moreno. And there are some updated um, things that, you know, came with the film, like casting, um, you know, Latin um, or I don't know if it was, if they were looking for like just Latin or 
um, just Puerto Rican. I'm not really sure what the casting behind that was. But, you know, it was updated that, you know, the people who were the sharks were, you know, of um, Latin descent, of Puerto Rican descent. And to be in that position where I see, I, I haven't even been paying attention to the to the new movie. Um, I'm not even sure, like, who's playing who. But I know for certain that in my mind... I was like, oh, well, I wonder what this new girl is going to, who's playing Maria is going to be like compared to Natalie Wood. And again, like I just compared those two performers, right? But it's not a bad thing that I compared them. I was just like, oh, I wonder what it's going to be like. Because again, Maria is a very iconic part played by Natalie Wood. Same with Anita. I actually think that the the actress who played played Maria, won a Golden Globe, or she was nominated. I don't know. There's a lot of nominations coming out right now. I'm not really paying attention. I'm sort of lost on, like, who's won or who's been nominated for what. But it's one of those things where it's, like, if, you know, those those new actors who are taking on these, like, such iconic roles from this movie musical, if, they're, if they were to compare themselves and their performances to, up against, like, you know, these iconic iconic performances from the original movie like they would probably be not so happy about you know that comparison right and to you know some people are saying you know whatever they're saying and it's the second that you know if someone gives a negative comparison it's the second that that negativity starts to affect you that is when comparison becomes the thief of joy because you know i'm sure that you know actors all the time especially you know public like very public famous actors and celebrities you know it's like they're being compared all the time but they can't let it get to them otherwise that would just be a roller coaster of emotions so you know, that's just a really good lesson as an artist to sort of take away from all this is that being compared to, you know, maybe another photographer or maybe another visual artist or performing artist, that's not bad. But when you start to let that affect you in a negative way, that is when the comparison becomes the thief of joy. And we shouldn't let our joy around our craft, around something that we love, around something that brings us happiness, we shouldn't let that be taken away from us because, you know, quote, like, you know, quote unquote, this person is like, you know, better. Like, what does that even mean? Um, so yeah, guys, that was just kind of like my little, uh, my little opinion, I guess, little spiel on why we can't let comparison take away our joy like we cannot be robbed of our joy as artists because you know it's not a fun feeling and sometimes you don't even realize that it's happening until it's pointed out to us like someone had to point out to me that I was subconsciously comparing myself to other people because I didn't even realize it was happening like it just happened so 
I hope that today's episode um, helps you in some way. If you want to chat more about this, I would love to. Feel free to send me a DM on my Instagram at empoweringartists. Um, I'd love to chat with you over there. And before I go, today's episode of the podcast is sponsored by my free Facebook group, the Empowering Artists Podcast Community. If you're someone looking to be around like-minded artists and just have that support system, please join. Love to have you. And all that information will be in the show notes of this episode. Thank you guys so, so much. And I will see you in the next one.